And we're back this time uh, to hear, I guess, to do Pam's mental health check. Pam, you're here with us this time. so <laughs> yes, yes, I'm coming at you live from northern Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah, pretty where much. Where I live now. <laughs> That's why I've been, was it, has it been gone for two weeks now or just a week? I think it's it's probably been about a week, I'd imagine. Yeah, about a week. Yeah, I think it's been a week since I... Well, it's been two weeks since I last recorded because I missed last week's episode because the move. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I've been out here for a week and I'm just still in the process of the whole recording area set up. Oh, yeah, spaces. definitely. <laughs> so and how's the... I mean, like... Oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I was going to say, like... Oh, my half my furniture didn't come like my big that big brown chair I had in the last apartment mm -hmm. that didn't come my desk didn't come so I'm like literally bare bones in the apartment until the rest of the furniture comes in October right so, so just my parents moved me out here so for now there's like no furniture in your new place or just a few I have like my dresser is my tv stand and I have the couch and my bed and the table and that's basically it oh okay so it looks like a, like a what's a like a newly moved into unit or apartment kind of now. Sorry, what, what's that? Uh, it looks like a newly moved into uh, unit or apartment yeah. now. Yeah, just kind of figuring yeah. stuff out with the at least until the rest of the furniture comes in. Yeah, exactly. Like my yeah. parents are coming out and visiting in October long weekend, mm -hmm. so they're just gonna bring out the last little bit of my stuff, and then I should be good it was just kind of basically get me out here and i mean clothes and essentials you don't realize how many boxes of kitchen stuff you have until you move and you have like 10 boxes of kitchen stuff and mm -hmm. i don't even cook just and i'm like why do i have three boxes of pants <laughs> do you ever but use I mean, your also, pants though like do you just every once in a while no, I do use them. I've definitely okay. been cooking more since I've been out here. Because, mm -hmm. like, basically, there's no nice restaurants in town. It's basically all fast food restaurants. Okay. So, it's... Uh, there's the odd local joint. But, like, in Winkler, yes, they weren't fancy restaurants. But they had a lot of local eateries. Right. For me to go try. Whereas here is, like, nothing. Like, this town is... I want to say 15,000 What people. What town are you in again? I'm in North... Battleford. Yeah, okay, that just went way over my head. <laughs> where, where? I'm an out. I'm basically right between on Highway 16, right between Saskatoon and Lloyd Minister. Jeez. So yeah, you're actually smack in the middle of nowhere. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like I went into Saskatoon yesterday to do some running around. So like, what's the what's the atmosphere in a place like that? Like, what's a typical day like? You know, um, it's a I imagine lot a lot of white people. Uh, actually, it's uh, a mix. It's a really big. Okay, so I was saying it's actually a mix of mostly white and First Nations. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. I'd say it's a, a good 50-50 split. And then, yeah, it's because there it's services are like North Battleford is kind of the central hub for a lot of area around here like it's i don't want to say we're the central because like we're on the main route so we get all the truckers stopping right and then instead of going to saskatoon 
you have we have a walmart we have a canadian tire we have a home depot like we have the big general box office stores okay so but if you want to do any like fun shopping you have to go an hour and a half to lloyd or an hour and a half to saskatoon okay that's yeah but then still kind of again small not really a lot of people not really like there's not really a lot to do i'm assuming not really i mean i've only been here for a week so i don't know anyone okay um other than my coworkers, so i mean i didn't think there was a lot to do in winkler until the last year that i lived do, there do people and seem developed a friend group do people seem neighborly do people seem approachable yeah. there yeah i find people seem more friendly here than they did in winkler okay um so they're nicer to the new per- like they seem more welcoming to the new people yes okay yeah all right. and i think it's because it's very hard to get new people into town here <laughs> so, like the, so the they're just like is, super like, nice to you this. so they're like yeah. stay here's a casserole don't leave <laughs> oh my goodness okay so my boss like she made a joke when you're we talking about it and she's like well when we get a young female or any young person in the office here it's kind of like Oh, get them married so they stay. <laughs> that that sounds like a like a is that like a gimmick that small towns would use now? Just like let's just have people over and then marry them so they <laughs> so they stay <laughs> well, okay, and never North, leave. Well, unfortunately, North Battleford. Like I was a little hesitant of coming here because it does not have a. You look it up online. Online does not say very good good things about it. Right. Um, basically, it is per capita ha- has the most violence across Canada. Is the number one most violent city to live in. You're in the most violent city in Canada. Apparently, per capita. <laughs> so not only do they try to make you stay by marrying you, they also get a little bit violent. <laughs> Violent. Yeah. <laughs> oh I don't know. Goodness. I haven't, like I said, I haven't ventured out more to the Stobies that is on the north side of town. Right. But like I have this, but I mean, I've also been so busy with work this last week that I'm like, all I want to do is go home and sleep. Right. Right. All right. Well, I mean, so other than at least other than the moving, uh, what I did with Uchi and Mike last episode was we just randomly talked about things in general, pop culture wise or in the news. Doesn't really matter. Like what what's what what have you been kind of looking at recently? Just in general, like that's been on the news or maybe just I don't know in passing that you've noticed that you might want to talk about. Oh, I feel like I've been really disconnected from the world lately. Yeah. Um. The one thing that caught my eye news-wise, um, I want to say this was last week when I was driving out here. There was a stabbing in Brandon. Okay. Oh, so that's even that's even like local, local. That just that's like yeah, right it's here. Local, local. Apparently, okay. Uh, like a, a a black man got stabbed in Brandon. Wow. Do you, do you know details on this, or is this just like it was just no, in the it news? Was, it was just a headline that was like scrolling on my feed while I was driving. Like. Well, obviously, I was not reading the news while I was driving. I was sitting in the back seat. Right. Um, and yeah, and it like popped up and it said local uh, person of color in Brandon was attacked by four or five 
people and stab brutally stabbed. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, I was kind of like, what the actual fuck? That is kind of, that is kind of fucked up. Wow. That's yeah. I I should really look into that. That <laughs> I didn't think it, things were going to get that dark, just like someone being stabbed in Brandon. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Uh, I know we did we did talk about um what I'm trying to remember what oh yeah right we did talk about how uh recently just in I guess politics wise right how yeah. uh even with covid and everything happening how there's been a lot of shift with uh I guess upcoming elections in the US that's a thing but how there's been a shift just in general what the, what covid's done with the way people are living their lives recently and that'll mm-hmm. also reflect in the way society and governments would be working from now on, right? Uh, yeah. And I know they also did talk about uh, goop, which is like... Uh, the oh, so candle you, that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Exactly, pretty much. <laughs> they did talk about goop. Um, what, what are your thoughts on goop? Let's start with that. <laughs> I would like to say... I have never tried it, but I have received a goop sample from Sephora. Do I see the point behind it? No. Would I spend the money on it? No. I mean, I have a very large makeup kit and a very lengthy skincare routine that I spend a lot of money on, Mm -hmm. but there's other things I can spend my money on for goop. And just Gwyneth Paltrow in general... I've heard is really not that great of a person. <laughs> I'm like, do I really want to support her skin? Keep in mind, line? you're also ignoring because again, I know especially when it comes to medicine, right? Uh, it's basically them ignoring what actual um, professionals have said, and then just oh. straight up, you know, doing goop, which makes your life a hundred percent better, apparently. So there's no, also goop that too. Is a pseudoscience kind of culty, rich waspy population <laughs> and for uh, do you know what waspy stands for no what uh, what, uh, what does that stand for it's a white anglican a something something but basically upper class white rich people that's oh yeah so that so goop is an upper class white people thing essentially Oh, it totally is. It right. is like for those really rich stay-at-home moms who make Pinterest crafts in their spare time. <laughs> That's another thing. Can we talk about Pinterest? Like, yeah, sure. Pinterest. Okay. Well- <laughs> I have a Pinterest board for pretty much everything. But a couple months ago, I wanted a rock spa mat. Okay. And instead of paying $150 to buy one, I'm like, I'm going to make it. You're going to make your own. It cost, so cost me $65 to make this stupid mat. And it <laughs> took like three days and four trips to the hardware store to complete it. And that's when I made the like realization that Pinterest is made for rich people who have too much time and too much money. <laughs> I mean, it could be. I know it started out as like kids crafts right like kids just making like kites and stuff like that um and then now it's like become something much more than that uh i know the last thing i looked up oh right i looked up when i was working at the zoo i looked up on pinterest how to make paper spiders 
uh, or spiders out of um, pipe cleaners or uh, bottle straw cleaners or whatever. Uh, so, like, the spider legs would be, like, the prongs that stick out of the cleaner. Um, and, like, it was kind of cool. And, like, you see a bunch of other cool stuff in there, too. Um, there's some Pinterest things that teach you how to draw and things like that. And then you have the, like you said, the rock mat ones, which are just basically, hey, you, you have three days to waste? Let's just let's teach you how to make a, a rock mat in three days. So, That's I don't exactly, know. Like, I love Pinterest. Don't get me wrong, it has some great storage ideas that I have definitely utilized because my new apartment has zero storage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it has like other good ideas and organizational ideas. And But for the crafts, like the simple crafts is fine. Right. Um, but when you get above and beyond and start looking at the more complicated, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I really want that mat. Do I have three days to waste? Mm -hmm. Or should I just go spend the money on it? Right. Right? (laughs) Um, But yeah, don't get me wrong. I love Pinterest. I have definitely been 1130 at night going down the Pinterest hole where you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. (laughs) Next thing you know, you have a whole nother wreath-making board created. (laughs) Uh, What about podcasting? Because recently, actually, I started just looking into ways I could, like, I mean, us in general, but how, as a host, I could get better at podcasting. Um, Mm. And the key thing I saw was actually rambling. Apparently, rambling is a good way to podcast. And by rambling, I just don't mean, like, you ramble on and on and, like, just go off topic. I mean, rambling to basically cover the silence in the room whenever that happens. So you end up talking about things like, I don't know, uh, podcasting, like we're talking about right now. And then you segue into more things about podcasting. And, you know, you just follow my train of thought because right now I don't know if I am rambling, but I feel like I am rambling. Uh, And you just keep talking about random things that help you ramble. Like I could talk about how it's dark and it's daytime. If In case you can't tell, I'm actually rambling right now. <laughs> no, and actually, that was one thing I noticed. Like, I haven't read that, but I noticed that on a, like my favorite podcast, other than our podcast, obviously, right? Um, is my favorite murder, and I noticed Georgia and Karen just talk and talk and talk in their cold opens. Like, their cold opens sometimes are forty-five minutes, right? <laughs> and it's just that it's just that rambling. Thing, yeah, right. You just you gotta keep talking, you know, cover up the space because. At some point, if there's silence in your podcast, <laughs> then clearly Where, someone's not doing enough rambling. <laughs> so. I mean, and then you don't have me coming in with my, like, opening a Pepsi into the mic because well, I can. <laughs> that did happen mid-conversation. <laughs> yeah. That did. That wasn't to cover up the silence. That was me just being an asshole. Oh, my goodness. That's, I mean, everyone has their, their own moments of assholery every once in a while. Um, I recently had this conversation with someone at my work, actually, um, where he asked, what would you do if McDonald's uh, basically and you're in a McDonald's drive through and they messed up your order? And that one day I, I, I sent this into the group chat. I literally was like, I might just throw it at the manager, <laughs> just throw my combo <laughs> right at the manager through the drive through window and just... <laughs> You know what? Okay, I'm going to recommend this to you. And I, you might have seen it, but to you and all our podcast listeners who don't know who this is, go look up Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, I do know who Gabriel Iglesias through. is. 
You know who he is? Yes, definitely. There's He has a show on Netflix called Mr. Iglesias. Yes, and I'm not going to lie. I watched that through my first, like when I was getting my back tattoo done. For my first <laughs> session, that's all I watched for the full five and a half hours. That oh, my goodness. Hilarious. But yeah, from his first comedy special, the drive through one, where he's like, I pull up to the window and then he does the girl's voice. And then I roll up and they're not expecting me. <laughs> oh my goodness well it's true like sometimes you never know like, <laughs> so like, <laughs> well, oh my on that God. Note, like my friend yesterday i was talking to her and she's like yeah i rolled up to the drive-thru i don't know where she was and she's like and you have to turn down the brutal mar- murder podcast so the person in the drive-thru doesn't think you're a serial killer right I no, I was just going more or less to <laughs> if they actually messed up your order. Like if they messed up your order at a drive thru, what would you do? Um, I think it depends how bad they messed it up. Like if they gave me Dr. Pepper instead of Coke or like put pickles on my burger if I didn't ask for pickles, like that's kinda whatever. I'm not gonna take the right. time. Let's say you but ordered like, like a Big Mac with like large fries, but instead they gave you ten chicken nuggets. And, you know, a root beer. <laughs> Fuck, I love chicken nuggets, so I don't even know if I'd be mad. You So you just, but then keep in mind, you've paid probably more money than that yeah, too, right? I, like, if they gave me 10 chicken nuggets and a large fry and a root beer, I wouldn't care. But if they just gave me 10 chicken nuggets and a root beer, I'd definitely go in, park, go in at the McDonald's and be like, you guys fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you eat the chicken nuggets as you're walking in to tell them they messed up? <laughs> I don't know. Because I've, I've seen both sides. Okay. Because like, I worked in customer service for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And I've been screamed at by, by people for just doing my job. Like, I remember the first Black Friday I ever did working at Cabela's. And when you see a customer walking in your area or walk past you or you're supposed to greet them, go... Do, are you finding everything okay or do you need a hand finding anything this woman let's call her karen <laughs> let's just go with let's just go with karen why not let's just go with karen because everyone uses karen as like the the, the staple the yeah the staple complain woman yeah uh-huh. um turn around and actually screamed in my face about how this is like the thousandth time she had been asked that and how I really how the staff members really need to leave her alone and yada yada and she was gonna report me to my manager (laughs) and I'm like standing there I'm like I'm just doing my job oh my goodness so like I've been on that side and I mean I've also had known a person me and her are no longer friends where McDonald's forgot one hash brown she told me to turn around go back to the parking lot and she walked in i watched her just walk and she screamed at the girl behind the counter made her cry and i'm like okay was that really necessary over one fucking hash brown <laughs> so it's like i don't know i feel like you like the saying you get more you attract more flies with honey than you do with vinegar right so right unless that- it's like constantly or someone's being a dick to you then be a dick back but right I don't know. I just feel like I always have that. I always, I always, I always ask questions about that too, because where do you draw the line between shitty customer service and you having a right to actually fight for what you intended the customer service was supposed to give you? 
and when you just let it go. You know what I mean? Yeah, see, and I feel like if you, if I, if McDonald's fucked up my order, I went and was like, hey, like, polite to the person, and they're like, oh, they fucked, like, uh, no, we didn't screw up. Or I said, like, oh, you screwed up, and they were a dick to me from behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Then I'd probably be a little pissed and lose my shit. See, that's but when things get like, real, oh, right? Sorry about mm-hmm. that. We'll just fix it for you, right? Right. So, again, you were going into the assumption that the customer service person is probably just going to be like, oh, no problem. I'm just going to flip your order. But what if you get, you know, an absolute bottom of the barrel, like, worst person humanity has ever produced right across from you? And I don't know, he just huffs up this, like, huge loogie and drops it in your chicken nuggets and just gives it back to you, you know? I would probably reach across the counter and punch him. <laughs> oh I have no qualms of dropping it, dude. <laughs> um, with a lot of people in there also watching, you know what I mean? That kind yeah, of situation. I would definitely, like, be pissed off and be like, hey, I want to talk to your man. And then I'd be Karen. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd be... So, like, literally, the I, I, I feel like we've come down to the fine line between being a normal person and a Karen is shitty customer service. Yes. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I mean, there are shitty human beings out there. When you work in customer service, you see a large, large percentage of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time is that how I've seen it is you have a person having a bad day and then you have shitty customer service and then it just implodes on itself. Right. Yeah. No, it happens. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, so now like you've moved in, you've is there is there a McDonald's where in Bradford is that that's what that's where it is right Battleford yeah Battleford there so we go. I there's they's called the Battlefords because I live in North Battleford okay. but I work in Battleford which is this town that's across the river okay yeah huh. all right so, so I have a really pretty drive to work I like drive down a mountainside and across the North Saskatchewan River and then up a little hill and I'm at work oh that's nice that's cool yeah, there you go. And if you descend <laughs> that hill too fast, your ears pop. Do you have any cinemas, that, like any movie theaters there? We do. We have uh, the old one, and I think the new one is supposed to open in the fall. I don't know, like, in the next coming month or so. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good then. So at least you can still keep yeah. up with the films and stuff like that as well. Yeah, like, the town is definitely not... Um, I would say how to sum this up without being a horrible person it's kind of like garden city area where you have its bad pockets and then you have like the good areas right but it has all your necessities to live a relatively functioning life and only go to the big city once or twice once every month or so plus someone there is probably just going to marry you anyways right so (laughs) (laughs) if if my boss has her way i'll be married off oh my god I don't oh know. I haven't goodness. seen some stellar looking guys here. I mean, if I couldn't find someone in Winkler and that was 30,000 people, I don't know if my luck at a 15,000 area population is going to be any better. See, but then the problem is you're looking in the smallest of towns that don't have 
the wide variety and like spicy options that cities provide, you know? Yeah, well, exactly. I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly a little off the whole dating train right now while I figure some stuff out. Like <laughs> I, I just honestly, right? I could not handle the drama of being in a not being in a relationship, being in a new relationship, and being by myself and not having a support system out here. Right. Well, um, I mean, it, I, I guess it also depends, though, right? Because not not every relationship has to have drama, you know? Like, sometimes it could just... I, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of counterintuitive when I say that. But, you know, it, yeah. there's some relationships that just happen. And it's, you know, boom, bada, bang. It's easy, you know? And then, obviously, with some, you get the drama, which is what you're trying to avoid, right? Um, yeah. And, um, like, I try to avoid drama in my relationships. Mm-hmm. Drama tends to follow me like a bird dog, though. <laughs> it's just like the drama magnet, yeah? Yeah, it just appears. I mm -hmm. can literally be... Okay, I'll, I'll give you an example. When I... This is about five, six years ago now. Okay. I had... I was dating my ex at the time, and my friend and him got into an online argument on the Facebook comments I feel like your voice, your voice is kind of real low right now. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry, oh, sorry, continue. Yeah. So, sorry. They got into an argument. This friend and my ex got into an argument on Facebook in the comment section of his post. Okay. It All of a sudden, I get dragged into it with a comment of, well, uh, from her of, well, I spend more time with Pam than you do. And his response was, it's quality time, not quantity time. She shot back with something and it boiled down to, it's not my fault. You have a lesbian crush on my girlfriend. I mean, did she though? I'm sitting, no, she didn't. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, see, that's what I mean about drama. So I go pick her up to go to university the next day because me and her carpool. Mm-hmm. And she gets in the car and looks at me and goes, we need to talk about what your boyfriend did. Okay. And I'm like, why the hell am I even involved in this? This is between you two. I should not have even been dragged into that. Like, I didn't even know this was going on until I, like, had got a con notification that I had been mentioned in a comment. Mm. I mean, that's fair. I, again, <laughs> but that's not really drama pertaining to the relationship, though. That's drama pertaining to your friend and your ex well, I mean boyfriend at the time right yeah so that's kind of a little bit different because I feel like again each like you're in a new you're in a new city new city is it can I call it a city if it even it's is a city. city it's, it's a city yeah. okay you're in a new city a new brand new place nobody like nobody you know there has known you or knows everything about you like you literally have like a clean slate or a fresh start at this yeah. point right um any drama that comes about at this point in time would be solely based on the dynamic of said relationship if you do yeah. develop one, right? But yeah. this is also a good chance, I would I find, that you could just start afresh or start anew and mm -hmm. go with something less heavy on the drama and more heavy on the, you know, easy breezy type. Situation. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like I said. But right then now, again, it's I also a small to town where everyone knows everyone else, so that might also Every, be well, that was exactly a problem. My, when I moved to Winkler, I remember talking with my one male coworker about dating, mm-hmm. and he turned around in his chair and looked at me and went, "You better not sleep with anyone, because everyone who works here will know, and everyone in town will know." Yeah. See, that's that. That's also the problem. See, this is this is why we love cities. You don't get that in cities. No one really cares. <laughs> so. See, and I'm just kind of like you know what but you know even in the city you'll be surprised who knows who no if you're in a city with about what 20 million people there's no way like yeah. no well, one's winnipeg, gonna care winnipeg, everyone fucking knows everyone in no your even you. even in winnipeg like i feel like it's because the culture of a city is that dating people has become so normal that mm-hmm. literally your ex could live across the street from you and you could be dating someone else and it wouldn't even matter because it's a city, like there's just so many people, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? I guess it's because most of my like close friends, other than like you guys, are all small town people who came to say that it's like it. If you if you kiss your ex's boyfriend or like you kiss your friend's ex boyfriend, oh my oh, god, <laughs> if up. you kiss <laughs> your friend's ex's boyfriend. <laughs> That's no, that's no, a no. lot like to unpack there. Ex boyfriend. Oh, if you kiss your friend's ex, yeah. See, but then that again, why would you do that? If there's so like again, if it's a big city. I mean, I I guess at that point in time though, you probably sh- just shouldn't go around kissing your friend's ex boyfriend. That's 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 just simple etiquette. No. I find. I'm just so. saying. I'm just saying. It's drama like that where it's like I didn't know that. They were this person was dating this person in the past. They broke up. This happened. Next thing you know, she's mad at me because this happened with this guy on such. And it's like, okay, I just I just can't deal with this right now. Well, so again, honestly, that's I, a situation where if if it was a big city, you just move on. You just leave that behind and just move on to a to the more many other millions of people on the other side of the city. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, why I'm kind of like. You know what? Maybe I like right now. I'm just like I just moved here. I have a new job. I just started. I really need to focus on my career right now. Yeah, which is fair. You should do that. Conversation in six months. (laughs) No, that's her. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not pushing you to go find someone right away, right? I'm just saying, in general, it's a cold Saskatchewan winters. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! (laughs) Cold Saskatchewan winters. Just make you want to marry someone and live in Battleford. <laughs> so. Oh God! Well, you know, honestly, I am liking this town a little more than Winkler. Do I want to live here forever? I don't know. I mean, you've only been there a week, right? Like, take it one step at a time. We don't know if you want to necessarily that's... live there forever. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's like I was every time I drive over the Saskatchewan because I drive across the North Saskatchewan every day. And uh, you made, heard me make reference to um, the Arrogant Worm song, The Last Saskatchewan Pirate. Right. We always, I always hear the joke. My mom and I have this joke that if my job ever falls through, I can just take up pirating the North Saskatchewan. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness. So that's my backup plan is I'm going to become a pirate on the North Saskatchewan. Yeah. So a pirate, a pirate on the North Saskatchewan. Who got so I can married? Pirate from May to Lacto- <laughs> <till freeze up. laughs> 
who got married doing a cold Saskatchewan. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is great for a story already. All right, cool. I, know, I don't sound like a hillbilly at all. Oh my god! Paddle faster! I hear banjos. <laughs> and then I found out he was my brother. Plot twist. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> All right. Well, it's like my friend when I told him I was moving out here, he's like, "Don't be come back." A what is it, Rough Riders fan? Right, because then you're just gonna be yeah. No, it's a different thing. Um, but yeah, no, it was nice catching up. So this is just Pam's mental health, I guess, at this point, mental health check. Um, so far, we're okay. Yeah, we'll so far. We'll reevaluate this in December. <laughs> <laughs> so far, she's doing good. Uh, by December, probably would have married someone during a cold Saskatchewan winter, apparently. So. Uh, <laughs> if my boss has her way <laughs> Oh my goodness Alright cool um, Well we are reviewing a movie This episode so let's just jump right into that Shall we? I say well that movie has a cold winter in it It does have a cold winter in it So let's just You know I'm thinking of ending this Pam And start reviewing the movie <laughs> That was a fantastic segue. I am thinking of ending things with this section of the podcast. So let's jump into the movie. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. And Pam Hinshark. Yep, there's just the two of us oh, this week. Oh, it's weird without Uchi and Mike. Right? <laughs> just the two I of us like, this week. I was like, I'm supposed to wait here. Nah, no, no waiting this time. Um, Uchi and Mike already did their mental health checks last week. Um, and now they're away. I think Mike is up to something and Uchi is working seven days in a row. He's probably going to tell us all about that next episode. So... Uh, for this week, it's just me and Pam, <laughs> pretty much. Yep. Uh, I was gonna say you also chose an art flick, artsy flick, because you know I'm the only one who wouldn't argue you on it. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I would have chosen it with them regardless. It's just then we would have just argued and argued and argued <laughs> until we come to a happy conclusion. Uh, but again, like I said, this was I I put this movie up on the. On our group chat, like, what, like, four, three, four months ago? Like, I always knew it was going to come out now in September, and obviously mm -hmm. I was right. It was Oscar bait, because you just, Oscar baits just have a certain vibe to them, right? Um, so I just yeah. knew. Uh, so I, like, well, I was like, hands down, we, we just have to review it if it's going to be nominated, you know? Well, that and we know Uchi really wants to be here for the Mulan one. And yeah. I think Mike wants to do Mad Max. So. Yeah, exactly. And Mulan would be next week, I believe. So, yeah. So, kind yeah. of just get up on that one, too. No, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so, yeah. The Northern Critic Podcast is a film review podcast that focuses on audience or host handpicked shows based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. All of the review points are totally based off, off of our opinions as your hosts and our guests on the show if we had any. Um, so essentially, we just talk about movies, talk about if we like them, talk about them technically. You get the gist of it. This is our 36th episode. So <laughs> at this point, one would hope everyone listening in has probably checked out all of our other ones. 
Um, but yeah, no, pretty much. So I don't know how we're going to jump into this. Probably we can start with initial thoughts on it. I haven't even introduced the movie yet. But <laughs> on this... I'd say maybe introduce the movie. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I'm going to do that right away. Um, the movie that we are reviewing on this 36th episode is the movie I'm Thinking of Ending Things. I'm Thinking of Ending Things is a 20... It, well, it's the 2016 novel of Canadian writer Ian Reid. So it was originally a novel um, and now currently made into a film actually, by Netflix and directed by uh, Charlie Kaufman. Um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things is based off of the novel, like I said earlier, and it stars Jesse Piemans, Jesse Buckley, which is actually interesting. Both of the main a- actors are named Jesse, which is just, that would have been fun on set. Um, okay, so who's who? Which is the girl and which is the guy? <laughs> Jesse Plemons is the guy. So he's the one who played Jake, and Jesse Buckley is the woman, and she's the one who played, well, they don't really say her name. Her, la- her literal thing in the it's title Lucy. says, well, it's it's Lucy. I say that with air quotes, but like in the credits, it's like, it says young woman because Lucy isn't her actual name because when she says her name's Lucy... She picks up the phone, and the person who's calling her is Lucy. You know what I mean? So, like, that's a different thing. They call um, her Amy at some point in the movie At some point as well. as well, yeah. So she doesn't really have a name. And, like, we'll dive into that, too, when we talk more about the movie. There's a reason behind that. So even in the credits, her thing is just young woman. That's her. That's her. She's playing young woman. Um, it was released in select theaters on August 28th of 2020, and finally on Netflix on September 4th. Uh, so at time of recording, this would be like last week. Um, and it has received mostly positive reviews from critics, which I guess I can see that. Um, the plot of it is a young woman contemplates ending her six-week relationship with her boyfriend, Jake, while taking a trip to meet Jake's parents on their farm. During the drive, Jake attempts to recite a poem he read, which, like when he was younger, owed Uh, intimations of immortality and pressures the woman into performing one of her works in the car to pass the time after she recites a morbid poem about coming home they arrive to like at the farmhouse jake takes the young woman to the barn where he recounts a story about a maggot infesting a pig and throughout the drive as well as later scenes in the film the main narrative is intercut with footage of a janitor working at a high school, including scenes where he sees a music, a musical production rehearsal and a dance in the school's hallway. So already from the explanation I've given on this film, it's super fucking weird. <laughs> so, right off the bat. Um, it does have a kind of eerie um, get out, like I said, vibe to it. Um, and yeah, it has, it's sitting on an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes right now, uh, based off of 192 critic reviews, which are generally positive, and it has an average rating of 7.57 out of 10. So let's just say 8 out of 10 if you round up. Mm. Um, the Guardian actually gave the film 4 out of 5 stars, writing, I'm thinking of ending things is one of the most daringly unexpected films of the year. A sinewy 
unsettling psychological horror saturated with squirming dream logic that tips over into the domain of nightmares. Um, basically, they went on to praise uh, Jesse Buckley's performance, the, who played Young Woman, as miraculous. So I guess most of the uh, most of the critics are really, really, really excited about her performance because she her performance is the main kind of driving force of this film, right? Um, <laughs> And yeah, so I don't know. Uh, Pam and I have both seen it. Uh, the The musical Oklahoma was very, very touched on in this in this film as well. Um, as far as like some uh, some monologues and poems that are also taken from real life works of art as well. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Let's just dive into initial thoughts, shall we? I might as well. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. Um, so I would say out of the artsy fartsy movies that you have made us watch, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is probably my favorite out of all of them. I think this one. I think it's because it held my attention mm-hmm. better than any of the other ones. Um, I did find this movie a little bit confusing, but I mean, it's with art films like Uchi and Mike have both said. Art films always want to be smart. Think they're smarter than they are sort of thing. <laughs> um, I did spend a good portion of film trying to figure out what was going on. And I kind of figured out early on that the janitor is actually Jake. Mm-hmm. I figured that out. Um, the acting was really well done. I thought the script was pretty well written. I did find it a little bit long. Like, I feel like it could have been... Um, I feel like it was a little bit long, could have been under two and a half, because it was or under two hours, because it was almost two and a half hours, wasn't it? About, about that, yeah. Yeah, it about was that. really long. Um, it was roughly two, uh, two hours, it... 15 minutes. There we go. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So either way, two hours and 15 minutes. It felt quite long. Um, I did find parts of it a little bit slow, and the whole part where they're in the car... Um, felt disconnected a little bit right like it was very hard because i'm not saying it like jumped or anything but it was very hard to focus on what exactly was going on because it seemed to switch and drag out and be very slow all of a sudden then you'd have these fast moments Mm -hmm. and would Um, you say this i mean definitely would you say like the switching was more of a directorial choice because then that was also like part of the storytelling in a way. I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying to follow how you're kind I of. I feel like it was a directorial choice, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like there could have been a little bit way to make it a little smoother because I did find it a little bit jumpy. Um, I like, I liked the part where she's at the farmhouse and it's jumping between when she changes room, how it jumps between the different life stages of his family. That I thought was really interestingly done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing. I could not read the title. I mean, I don't have the biggest TV. I think my TV is a 35-inch. I had to, like, go right up to the screen to read those little subtitle things that were at the beginning and at the end of the movie. Oh, right. (laughs) I think that was mostly just the credits, actually. So, yeah, it was. I think it was mostly the credits, but it was at the beginning. Right. Um, But, I mean, my eyesight is shit. (laughs) <laughs> and I do sit a little way from back on the TV and I don't have the largest TV in the world. Right. But I feel like it because to me it was like, you know, the 
those alphabet things that the eye doctor puts up in front of you and is like, take your glasses off and read it to me. <laughs> yeah. There was so the like the letter test that, that I can't even read with my glasses on. And I'm like, okay, that to me was not a good choice personally. Right. Um, but it definitely psychological thriller. I wouldn't call this really a thriller. I didn't find it thriller esque to me. A thriller is a little more like the ghost in the darkness. Right. Um, this it was psychological because I had no idea what was going on half the time, and it was yep. unpacking it constantly while I was watching it. Right. Um, I actually paused it halfway. Excuse me, halfway through the movie, I took a fifteen-minute break and came back to it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I did so. that same thing, but only just to go get more food at the time. But yeah. Yeah, no. I think I went to go get coffee just because it's like I need to just walk away from this <laughs> and then I needed a palate cleanser and I was watching Kim Possible after because it was so much to absorb. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that is fair. So. Um I went to I went into this movie already anticipating uh something that would be brain teasery, if I can say that. Um first of all, I would say this is directed, written and directed actually by Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman was the same director who wrote Anomalisa, which is actually one of my favorite movies, uh, by the way. Um, he also did uh, Synecdoche, uh, New York. He did that one, too. He did uh, Human Nature, which is also a pretty cool one. So most of his movies actually just center around um, more... Uh, Im- human like questioning humanity right that's like what most of the movies he does uh kind of center around that which i think it's kind of cool because no other uh, director kind of does movies with like things like emotion or uh, psychology or you know kind of dissecting the reasons why society or humanity does certain things as the core of the story um and kind of he almost uh personifies emotions in his films like he makes emotions characters if that makes sense um he can make love a character he can make hate a character he can make jealousy a character uh things like that so watching this movie i could see his style in it that being said Mm -hmm. this movie in of itself i thought was a little bit uh Again, brain teasery, hard to follow. Like, I agree with you on that because at some point, too, I was like, this is way too much information, way too quickly. I felt like even the two hours wasn't enough to just let all of the information the film had given me soak in at the time. Yeah. Um, But by the end of the film, it kind of helped me piece things together. It kind of reminded me of, I don't know if you ever saw Us, um, the Jordan Peele movie. But how even in Us, you know, you're seeing these people in red running around with scissors. You know, they're trying to kill their doppelgangers. You don't know why. Everything's kind of a mystery until, like, they give you that last bit of information at the end of the film. That just kind of makes you think, like, oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know, and then all of a sudden it makes sense to you, right? Like, who's the real person? Who's the real mom? Who's the not real mom? All those type of things. It's a thriller. But again, you piece everything towards the end. That was the same with this movie. This movie just kind of, it, it, it kind of, when I first watched it, it kind of put me in a sense of, oh, this is about time and about, you know, 
going from being young to growing old you know and then like she she talks about that too where she says oh i leave the home oh i leave my house with a swing and i'm a child and i come back mm -hmm. uh you know and i'm just a case of bones uh you know a, a basically a mirror of my old self but older and maybe time stays still you know the cycles day night the seasons basically never change they just go in a cycle but the only thing that changes is the salt in our bodies so she's kind of making reference to okay you know day night day night it's been like that forever but what always changes is just humanity and how you live and then at some point you die and like that's it right and she talks about that a little bit so at that point i'm like oh this is about you know the struggles of getting old or things like that um and then you get to Jack's house and they're, they, they're on the farm. And then he tells the story about the pig that gets eaten up from the inside out by maggots. And I'm like, oh, OK, why is he saying that? And then that doesn't that part doesn't piece together for me until later on where you see uh, at this point, actually, I, like you said with me as well, like we just knew Jack was playing himself, but also the janitor was Jack. That's why I kept on mm -hmm. jumping back and forth between the school and like their really their relationship. So that kind of just made me think, oh, that explains how Jack was feeling as the janitor at the time, because Jack was feeling like his emotions, his his regrets, his, you know, him letting the one that got away, all those type of things were psychologically eating him up from the inside like maggots and then you get the whole weird animated feel where like literally jack is the pig so that made sense because everything that he had done in life that he regretted or he had like held back on certain things that's what was eating him out from the inside and that's what eventually killed him in his old age um so indeed he was the pig and i just thought that was very very craftily done then that i figured out by myself that was even before reading anything which i just thought was cool i was gonna say i didn't understand that until you yeah i just i thought that was cool um and also like the pig reference too was important because then you know uh i talked about in the group chat about how he beat himself up because he's aware of the small intricacies in society where uh men especially feel the uh they they are aware that they like again she she talks about why whenever a woman is in a bar she can't help but be looked at and the only way she can't be looked at is if she's already uh in a relationship or you know quote unquote taken by another man so really her value within that room is still dictated by how men perceive her and i thought that was interesting too because Charlie as the janitor as the character understands that as a man he's had he as part of you know the general male population has had an effect on society in that sense that again men do that to women all around the world but at the same time he feels guilty about that hence why he's still a pit like he still sees himself as a pig even though necessarily he he wasn't uh uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of a word even though necessarily deep down he's aware that he's just trying to be a good guy 
which is where like that whole kind of internal conflict comes in. again maggots eating him up from the inside so that whole internal conflict comes in as well i don't know man i just thought this was very very craftily done um there's still a lot of stuff i clearly don't really haven't really pieced together yet like i know there is this scene with his parents that whole thing with the parents i'm still trying to figure out um but the biggest shocker to me was when i did read an article after guess what young woman or lucy like you said she doesn't even exist everything in there spoiler alert for those watching you should probably watch this movie before you carry on with this podcast um but the director has confirmed that everything that happens in the film actually happens inside of jack's head nothing is real except jack being the janitor who dies in the car during the blizzard that's that's the only thing that was real well and also they talk about i can't remember what i was reading but it was um kind of an analogy of the construct of how stuff we absorb and how our brain works yes alters Mm -hmm. our perception of memory yes exactly so i yeah actually i actually read up on that too that which is actually pretty cool because then he's reciting oklahoma he's talking about different poems that he's read as a child and stuff like that and again, those are the, I feel like these are things that also, I think like uh, dementia in old age also plays a factor in this too, where, um, I don't know, I happen to just uh, just uh, play the narrative of this game recently called Ghost of Tsushima, and there's a, pl- there's a part where the main character, he's, uh, he's the next lord of uh, his clan, of his samurai clan, and he's talking to this old uh, housekeeper that had basically raised him from when he was young. Uh, now she's old and she's kind of about to pass away. As you can see, she's super old, but then her kind of dementia or her memory starts to fail her. And she thinks the main character is his father. She thinks the main character is the main character's father. So sometimes she would slip in and out of conversation with him and think that she's having a conversation with his father and then would say, would unveil like you know different secrets like how she would say oh you know she would call him by his father's name and say oh it was so nice when we went on this walk this to this certain place and you know and you kissed me and things like that so she would unveil like the main character's father's affair with her and how she was like mm-hmm. how they were in love and then she would switch back out when the main character when, when she sees the main character again and the main character is kind of like oh no or like are you okay and then she's like oh no i'm fine i'm good and then she would slip back into it again and call him so it kind of like again that whole um thing and i noticed a lot of actual jap like we saw that with the kubo and the two strings as well with kubo's mom kind of similar situation as well where you remember select things and forget other things um and essentially when she dies she's as she's dying she's literally talking to the main character's father right Mm -hmm. so and like that just shows her kind of again old she's old she's dying uh she's ending her life but then it shows that transcendence from what we perceive to be normal to that area of memory and remembrance and regret and all those things that pile up towards the end as she moves on to you know life and death right or something like that so I just thought that was interesting because it was very well done in this movie. Um, and I thought it was interesting too because personally how I figured out Lucy wasn't even a real character was when most of the pictures that she was showing his parents 
on her phone were Jack's paintings down in the basement. You know what I mean? And the mom would also tell Lucy about how, oh, Jack used to be a good painter, but he stopped. You know what I mean? So that's when it's like, oh, so Lucy doesn't even exist because if her paintings were his paintings down at the basement, then she is obviously a fiction of his imagination as well, you know? But then I didn't piece all of that together until after the movie had ended, which I just thought was just, that was crazy. But it was pretty good. I liked it. So I actually have a couple talking points okay. from what you said. Okay. Um, well, first off, the maggot thing, I didn't even realize until now when you explained it. Yeah. My first thought when I saw that and I saw the lambs laying there and he's talking about maggots infesting the pigs. Mm-hmm. My first thought is, oh, my God, people are going to see this and start bitching about how farmers don't take care of their animals. Oh, that wasn't even that wasn't even what I thought about. I just knew there was a hidden meat. Because, again, it's Charlie Kaufman, oh. right? As a director, he doesn't yeah. put anything that's unnecessary in his films. Obviously, when he yeah. talks about a pig and maggots, you know there's a hidden meaning to that, right? Oh, so. yeah. Like, I knew there was got to be something. But, like, my brain was just, like, people are going to see this. And then they're going to – And this is me being in agriculture, right? Right. Being in that world where something like that it goes around Facebook. And I saw everyone hates farmers and all that other – shit right right exactly um because i'm just gonna make a point for pigs to be infested with maggots that farmer has to not check on his pigs for a very long time (laughs) right (laughs) um which again guess what jack hadn't really addressed his emotional issues for Mm -hmm. a very long time you know so i just thought it was i thought that's exactly yeah anyways continue um the other talking point i want to talk about is time um when you're talking about time and the cycles and all that um and i'm gonna be all witchy hoodoo voodoo shit here um time is a social construct right time Mm -hmm. does not exactly exist everything is based on circadian cycles within the so we're all circadian cycles through the human body seasons and nature that change time is an illusion universe is made up of cycles Mm -hmm. and so that i thought was interesting um the other thing I want to talk about how men treat women, how it's like a toxic masculinity thing. Yeah. And this is my murderino brain going. And I mean, from a young age, females are taught, like, if someone, it doesn't matter if you're a man or fe- or woman, if someone gives you weird vibes, listen right. to those weird vibes because <laughs> something is, like, obviously something's going to go wrong. It's a fight or flight survival mm-hmm. instinct. And I feel like with men, like, from a woman's point of view, that is so much more heightened mm-hmm. from when it's dealing with guys. Right. Um, Keep in mind, in this film, too, mean, he didn't, he hadn't done any of that, by the way. Mm-hmm. He had only done it in his, you know, in his mind, which, again, was yeah. that hidden, like, again, as, hum- as humans, we already eat ourselves up from the inside with those behaviors. And, again, oh, exactly. we are a process of the medium that we uh, we consume, right? Consume. We're, yeah, well, we're a product like, of what we consume, essentially. Well, and that's like another thing that comes to light with this movie is, um, I can't think, intrusive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, intrusive thoughts are actually not normal. Um, if you have intrusive thoughts, like where you're just driving along and your brain goes, Bloop, I wonder what would happen if I just veered off the road right now. Right. You're not going to do it, but it's just that blip in your brain 
and it's actually a sign of depression and ADHD. And ADHD, yeah. So ADHD and depression is that's what that's a sign of, and it's not that you're gonna do it. It's a matter of what if it happened, right? Right. It's finding. It's like when you find that one bad thought, that one worst case scenario, and start feeding on it mm-hmm. and thinking about it over and over and over again, right? Right. It's like they say in the. I think it's a line in this movie that was uh, sometimes a thought is closer to the, to reality than an action is. Right. Because you can think yourself into that situation. Exactly. And you see that too when his parents are asking, oh, how did you both meet? And she gives Mm -hmm. a story. But then later on, the dad asks how they meet. And then it's an entirely different story again. Right? Yeah. So it's two different. And then you're just kind of like, what is going on? But again, these are figments of his imagination. Right? Um, I oh, think even one of the stories about how they meet is a straight-up ripoff of Oklahoma, by the way, too. Which, again, yes. you're a result of your what you consume. So you it's consume. Yeah, so it was just, again, his mind was already playing tricks on him. And I feel like all of, like, I feel like the entire movie is basically him thinking of himself and making up those things in his head during his final moments in life as a janitor, you know? Well, and like you said, like Lucy or the young woman, she's not real. Yeah, exactly. She's not real. And what that also brings into perspective is everyone has a masculine and feminine side to their personality, right? Exactly, yeah. And so essentially she was his mental or imaginary embodiment of his female form. It's like I I feel like more she was the ideal kind of female companion or partner that he would have wanted because he was also like having her as someone who kept up with him like you know not mentally but someone who kept up with him with like conversation on the things he was interested in like all those type of things someone who who speak who spoke her own mind she argued with him every once in a while but if you notice even their communication was so jagged like it was it wasn't a normal conversation because she, like, again, he was making everything up, right? So even yeah. for simple things that you would expect them to fight over, it wouldn't even end up being a fight. He would just, it, it would just, they would just, like, their voices would go up and then their voices would come down. And it's like, that's how you well, know like- someone isn't real because that's not how real conversations go, you know? Well, and that's exactly, and that's why I say, like, she is the female embodiment of his feminine side of his personality, right? Right, right. Or what he perceived his ideal partner to be. What to be, exactly, yeah. So it was, it, 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 I, I thought that was cool. It, this was a very, very smart movie. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there are some back-end things that I, obviously I just still don't understand. But overall, like, I, it's different from a lot of movies we've actually seen so far on the podcast. Mm-hmm very very different and it kind of makes me feel sad that like uchi and mike actually missed out on it because it's actually pretty decent so i don't know yeah Yeah. like i said for me to say i liked an artsy film it's (laughs) well done like it kept me engaged yeah because the last artsy film of this caliber that wasn't even close to how good this one it was that we reviewed was i lost my body right which is a completely different kind of message compared to this right yeah and i'm like Um, you mean things great adventure home yeah pretty much uh because i lost my body was more about you know moving on from a tragic 
uh, backstory, moving on from bad things that happen in life, keep moving forward in life. That was kind of the message of that. Whereas this one was more a message of, first of all, you are what you consume. And second of all, don't like try not to live your life by letting your maggots eat you up from the inside before you're old and you just regret your entire life. You know what I mean? So that's because well, at the at the core of it, this this story is kind of a tragedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't believe I lost my body it was 30 episodes ago. Yeah, it was 30 episodes ago. <laughs> So, and again, like, I, I can straight up seeing this being, it, it might not win, a, a, like, a lot of awards, I would imagine, but then that also depends on the type of movies that come out this year. I know yeah. Tenet is another really good movie that just came out. We also have to review Tenet at some point as well. Um, and I know I the think J- once the COVID numbers start yeah, going exactly. down again. <laughs> so that's also a really good one we should review. Uh, Mulan is definitely not getting nominated at the Oscars, but we should still do it anyways. Um, <laughs> uh, I think we should do for like just a stupid for our October Halloween month thing. I think we should do Freaky. It looks so stupid. <laughs> oh my goodness! When we get like October, still kind of far away. When we get there, we will cross that bridge. Um, yeah, it's um, it looks like a bad like. Do you remember um, Death Day? Oh yeah, so like a really bad it's, horror movie type. Yeah, thing. it's done in this yeah. by the same guys who did uh, Death Day. Because <laughs> I know we're still waiting for Jordan Peele's new movie to come out as well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting? Candyman. No, Candyman. There we go. Which might also be another Oscar-nominated one too, because Jordan Peele he yeah. he got nominated for Get Out last time. So and even Us was yeah. was really good last year. So this Jordan Peele's had a good track record of making really good like thriller type movies as well. Um, so that might be good too. Question. Yes. Did Jordan Peele didn't do the Medea movies, did he? No, that is Tyler Perry. No, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, "Hey, why?" I was like, "I don't think he did them," but I was like, "I No, yeah. no Tyler Perry does Medea and Jordan Peele does more mind fuckery type movies. Like he did Us. Yeah. He did Get Out. Um, and now he's doing Who Candyman. Did Keanu? Keanu was... I don't know who did Keanu, actually. I should look that up. I'm not sure. So say, I feel like that might be a Jordan Peele, but at the same time, that could also be a Tyler Perry. Uh, I feel like... No, Keanu was a diff- totally different guy. Uh, but Keegan-Michael oh, Ma- okay. Keegan Peele was Keanu. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keegan Michael, but like Jordan Peele was one of the writers, and he was an actor as well in it. Oh, okay. So because remember, why. Key Key and Peele, or Keegan Michael Key and Jordan yeah. Peele, yeah. So, yeah. But Jordan Peele as a writer, he's just he set himself apart. Definitely, he's mm-hmm. he's a top Hollywood director now, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, pretty much, I. On, well, I guess we're just gonna go into our final final ratings. I guess for this film, I would say yeah. Final thoughts. Yeah. Can we just do the old rating system? I really don't feel like trying to find a country today. Oh yeah, no worries. Um, so <laughs> over here at Northern Critic, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system: north for good writing and south for bad writing. That being said, uh, we also use a west and south. So we use a West if the cinematography, the plot, 
the you know all the other things that make a good movie were bad and then east if all of those were good so again writing is north and south and good cinematography is east and west a really really good movie would be a northeast so good writing plus good cinematography and a really bad movie would be southwest which is south for bad writing and west for bad cinematography um and yeah all right pam what are you gonna go with I think I'm going to give uh, mostly north with a little bit of east. Mm-hmm. I thought the photography, uh, or not photography, the writing was really well done. Um, but the cinematography was just kind of meh to me. Yeah. Like the acting was really good. The acting was fantastic. But I didn't think yeah. the acting was great. And that's why I can't give it just north because the acting does save that east mm-hmm. coordinate. Um, the cinematography it was shot in a very wasn't. like hallmarky like home video type. Yeah, and so the cinematography to me just didn't like to me it was a lot of snow blowing at a car. Yeah, <laughs> and the same black screen behind it, so it was like it was nothing spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writing was good. I mean, don't forget um, the musical, like, really, I... like the dancing and everything. Oh, yes. That was pretty good too. I do like the dancing, um, and I did like the music, and I feel like that's because I recognized a lot of the music from my choir days in high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and also the uh, ballad he gives at the end while he's dying, too. Oh, yeah. 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 But other than that, uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it north with a little bit of east. Okay. I can't, I can't think of anything more to say because I feel like we've covered all our talking points. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I will definitely I give mean, it a gun in. to my head. I'll watch it again, but I won't willingly go watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> gun to your head. I mean, I feel like it's something I'd watch again with someone who I think would be interested in it. Like if you tell someone mm-hmm. about it and they're like, "Oh, cool, I want to watch it," then I'd like I'd sit and watch it with them again for sure because there's still but some you know, things yeah. that flew over my head that I still want to be like, "Huh, maybe I can try to understand that again." But yeah. Yeah, but you know me. I I like the stupid turn my brain off for an hour and a half type movie. And just yeah, laugh at it. This is a movie like, that requires a. You can write a university paper on this movie, to be honest. Yeah. See, yeah. honestly, and that's why I couldn't watch this Friday when I came home from work, and even yesterday. I just after I was in Saskatoon all day, I was like, "This is gonna be a Sunday morning while I have breakfast." Right. Movie. Because <laughs> I needed all brain cells to do it. To but do like, it. Like, exactly. I, like my favorite movie is Forrest Gump and Warm Bodies and Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> oh, Movies that don't tell, don't require a lot of knowledge for me to enjoy them. Right. See, and that's where, you know, so. again, Uchi is sci-fi, I'm art house, you're basically B-grade level, B level movies, and then Michael's more fantasy. So it's, it, again, different, yeah. uh, different tastes, Except I guess. Forrest Gump is not a B-level movie. I guess it's not. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> um... But yeah, no, I definitely would give it a northeast as well. It's not perfect, like it's not a hundred percent perfect. I kind of sided with the critics' eighty percent rating of it. Eighty is kind of fair to be given to it because, again, like you said, the cinematography could have been better. The musical and the choreography with the dancing was absolutely fantastic. Um, it embodied the feeling of the film, uh, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe I again. This is one of the areas where I feel like it should have been more. Um, what's the word? It should have been more. Not expressive, but more ex explanate explanatory to the okay, view yeah. to the viewers. If you know what I mean, like obviously 
for people who are common with art house films, you can try to figure it out. But if you're someone who maybe all your life you've been watching like reality TV, watching something like this is just gonna just make your head explode. So you 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 kind of need that kind of little bridge for just normal regular you know people to just kind of understand what's going on i feel it's it's a lot to to digest and i feel like they could have had that expository maybe dialogue or narrative exactly just to help out with help out with that exactly which like it could have been anything they could have just had a black screen with like at least a small tiny paragraph like star wars type of paragraph just explaining what you're 52 about to watch. years ago yeah in, so. a, in a oklahoma state <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much something like that but anyways overall though i still enjoyed it i thought it was fantastic will i watch it will i watch it again probably yes because this happens to be the kind of film i like um i would want to you know i say when i grow up but i'm already grown up but when i grow up i want to make films like this maybe slightly more explanatory like i said that you know, even a lame a layman movie watcher would understand what's going on. But these are this is the type of film that really this is why I love film in the first place. And Charlie Kaufman See, is yet to let me down as a director. He might be one of my he might be one of my favorite, if not, you know, tied with my favorite directors with uh, with Jordan Peele. I'm not sure, but yeah. See, I find it funny how you're like. When I grow up, it's like, yeah, the sad thing is we're adults. Yeah, we've already grown I'm up. I'm sure all of us still look for an adultier adult. Like, I have <laughs> a career. Like, I'm actually starting a career I can move up in this mm-hmm. last week. And I'm like, why are they giving me all this responsibility? Like, I got my first big project to work on. And it is basically working with creating a contact list for all the district veterinarians and cattle producers in a 200 mile radius of our station (laughs) oh my goodness well yeah that's the thing and like even now like i mean my film's almost done too like i'm almost done my first film um it should be ready to go anytime in the next like two three weeks actually and i will be screening it at the uh winnipeg film group hopefully so like again we just got to start somewhere we're still in our 20s we got time so it's fair. Charlie Kaufman yeah. is how old is he even? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, we'll figure it. I'm sure his he's in his like 30s. The concept Maybe. of like well, even just the concept of being like yeah. in the same age. Oh, all never mind. Nowadays, Charlie Kaufman is 61 years old. <laughs> never mind. I got so okay, much so time to catch up. Okay, so he's an adult. You're adult. Yeah, I got so much time to catch up to him. Okay. <laughs> Uh, um, but like at the same time, it's like it's weird to think that we're the same age as like the big name actors who are coming up. Yeah, but then these are also people who've been in acting school their entire lives. You know, uh, yeah. Jordan Peele is forty-one. So like, yeah, as directors, I I have time to catch up. I have at least twenty yeah. years to catch up to them. So, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. See, and I'm sitting here looking at this like I'm an adult. I'm an adult here, and I have all this responsibility. And mentally, I'm still nineteen, and I'm going to go home and make myself a box <laughs> yeah. of craft. Keegan Michael Key is fifty years old. So this is actually crazy. But yeah, so it's amazing just how old these people are. Like again, we look at Hollywood and think they're all young. Well, first of all, oh, it's because they're rich. That's why they look young. But a lot of them. That's exactly. Are, they can afford Botox. Yeah, but a lot of them are pretty old. Which again. Just give you that. Like, Margot Robbie is 30. You know what I mean? So, it's... 
it's just the way it is, kind of. You know, it's scary. Oh my goodness, what? I'm gonna be 30 in three years. Yeah, yeah. So you you got that three years to catch up terrible. to Margot Robbie. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, um, I am going. For and you got my an extra Botox seven years to catch up to ScarJo. So. What's that? And you've got seven years to catch up to ScarJo. So. Well, I mean, I am going for my Botox and lip filler consultation next month. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to start there. Let's focus on making good movies first. But anyways, we'll do that. That's fine. Um, Actually, you know what? Off air, we will talk about that too. Where maybe hopefully you could actually join us in making something soon. Because I have good... uh, Literally even watching, I'm thinking like this movie, I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, Yeah. I literally watched it and I looked at my girlfriend Kaya. I was just kind of like, they stole my idea. I mean, obviously they didn't steal my idea. But I already pre, like, I started writing this maybe about two or three weeks ago, a new a script for my next short film, um, which basically embodies, uh, I have a female character who is the personified characterization of life. So she is life, literally. And then you have another main character who's the main protagonist. And he's constantly talking to her. But their conversations seem disjointed because he's talking to life. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like he's, you know, he's asking for a big break, asking for, I don't know, his bus to show up on time. And then she shows up out of nowhere. And he's asking her, he's just like, could you just cut me some slack? You know, just just one good thing to come out of today. Like, I'm begging you. So proud kind of the concept of like an earth not earth mother but that like life earth mother Gaia aspect. not necessarily just more I'm playing on the um, I'm playing on the concept that you know like again no one understands life no one really knows the answer to life and uh, she ends up asking him a question which is like you know do you know me like she's asking him that and he doesn't know her and he keeps saying honestly i don't know you like i met you i'm spoiling too much about this film like i should just have people (laughs) just make it and have people watch it (laughs) exactly but essentially it's more he doesn't know who she is but she just shows up to fuck up various things in his life and she is life you know what i mean so life how life literally just throws you a curveball at multiple Mm -hmm. times and you're just kind of like, bro, what did I do to deserve this? You know, and you're talking and he's talking to her because she is life. So that's the concept mm-hmm. for it, essentially. And it's going to be and again, like literally this is what I came up with before this movie even came out. Like this was months ago. So again, mm-hmm. when I say I eventually want to make films like I'm thinking of ending things like I'm legit serious about that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, pretty much. It's just what it is. But I, I'm glad this movie was what I made it out to be. I predicted it was going to mm-hmm. be good, and I'm glad that it did not disappoint. So, yeah. I'm just glad this was... Because when I saw the trailer, and you're like, this is what we're doing, and I watched the trailer, I was literally just like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> this is going to be a rough watch. And I'm glad it was... Like, it was a, like, a hard watch because it was very, like, a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad it was, like, I didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. All right, cool. Well, um, show so plugs and yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that. So for those listening in, go see it right now on Netflix. The movie is "I'm Thinking of Ending Things." It is fantastic from me. 
from Pam, it's okay. I would assume she, but she's she, you're still okay with it. So, <laughs> yeah. but for me, I don't, I don't, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah, but for me, definitely, if you're a movie connoisseur, I would recommend it for sure. It's something you should definitely add to your watch list, especially if you have Netflix. Why not? Just put it on, see what it's about. Um, please be awake and sober when you're watching it. Also, was, you you don't want to watch this high. Don't you walk will, away when you're watching this. You will lose this movie if you also watched it high. You, you're you're gonna hurt yourself. <laughs> but but yeah, no, pretty I much. Say maybe this is like Alice in Wonderland because C K Lewis is that who wrote Alice in Wonderland? <laughs> I Anyways, think so. Anyways, whoever wrote yeah. Alice in Wonderland, he wrote it while he. So whoever wrote Alice in Wonderland, apparently he wrote that when he was on acid. <laughs> so maybe this movie is like Alice in Wonderland. You have to do watch it while you're on acid. While you're I'm on not acid. promoting doing acid. I'm just saying maybe it's one of those things. Oh my goodness! All right. Well, well, we'll just go with plugs. Um, the Northern Critic Podcast can be found online on our website, actually, which is www.northerncritic.com. There you'll find a full category or oh, sorry, category, full catalog, sorry, of all of the films that we have reviewed. Um, I will actually be updating that uh, tonight or tomorrow. Um, so then we'll be you guys will be brought up to speed. But and then we also have a shop, an online shop or merch section where you can basically go around and get all the merch that you can handle on there as well. Um we also join the have Northern Critic family. Yes, join the Northern Critic family. Get cool hoodies, get cool T-shirts, all stuff like that. Get a mug if you want to for your early morning coffee, or just you know make your. I I, I tend to make mimosas in mugs because I have one and I just made a mimosa in it on Saturday, and I just had it while just watching a movie. So sometimes that works you too. Know if you're what? on a day drink. What we need to get, we need to have like Yeti style tumblers for oh like God. going to work for coffee. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, I feel I'm pretty sure I've put that up now too. I'm not sure, but oh, okay. I have to check that out. But yeah, no, pretty much. And you can find us on Instagram, just at Northern Critic UMFM. Again, that's at Northern Critic UMFM. So you'd be able to find us on there as well. Um, we're and pretty easy to listen, find. You can listen to us on Spotify and iTunes. Yes. That's right, right, Sam? Yes, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. I mean, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure if you're listening to us right now, you're listening to us on at least one of those platforms. Um, yeah. Yeah, so pretty much. Um, we Again, we're thanking you guys as our listeners. We hit 200 uh, recently, which is great. Um, as of last time we looked, this is like, what, three weeks ago? So I'm pretty sure, yeah. hopefully, the numbers have been going up, which we appreciate. And... Thanks to you guys, actually, we got an offer to be regulars on the actual UMFM radio um, weekly, I guess. I also should reply that email. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So thank you guys so much for all your support, and we appreciate it. Uh, Pam, do you want to plug so, anything? Yeah, I'm going to just plug myself um, and then give a quick recommendation. Okay. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. Uh, winter beauty that's winter beauty with an i instead of a y Mm -hmm. um so yeah right now i'm just posting kind of some pics of north battleford my uh the hikes and some boudoir photos since before i moved yep exactly just for those people who want to marry her so that that'd be nice to to yeah exactly it's a no wife ad (laughs) (laughs) um and recommendations i mean i can't travel anywhere so i can't keep my travel photos coming Mm mm-hmm 
right now because I can't go anywhere because I stupid Rona. Um, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, recommendations. Um, I'm actually gonna recommend a workout program. So I'm actually starting uh, Chloe Ting's two week shred program tomorrow. Um, so if you need a good home workout and you don't are too nervous to go to the gym with everything going on, her stuff is really good and it's free. There is a subscription you can pay for, but her free stuff is extremely good as well. Yeah, nice, cool. All right, I do I have anything to recommend right now? Actually, you know what? I'll recommend The Crown because I'm just watching that on Netflix right now. Still very masterfully shot as well. It's a great, great show on Netflix. Um, go check it out if you haven't. Uh, I enjoy it, so go check that out as well. Um, but yeah, no, pretty much. Uh, yeah, right. I think that's it for that's it for this week, right? <laughs> yep. So right. remember, awesome. with COVID numbers going up, stay safe, wash your hands, don't lick doorknobs, <laughs> don't don't touch your balls. <laughs> yeah, bye. All right. Peace.